0: Good morning, everyone, George Watkins here. What a happy Wednesday this is. Thank you for stopping by. Well, I'll tell you what, God's still God and he is seated in control and has a purpose. My job, responsibility and passion is to find that purpose every day. So how do we do that? We get real close. So we can hear and see. That's my direction today as we continue to talk about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Hey, if you're new to our broadcast, perhaps you've just tuned in today or this week. Thank you for stopping by. Stay around a while. God has a good word for you also. Amen. I uh, was thinking about when I worked for a journeyman carpenter back in the day. So in my young, younger days, I did a lot of physical work to keep uh, (laughs) gas in the tank so I could go preach once in a while. And I had to, I had to shadow this, this journeyman, what he wanted. I had to know about it when he wanted this moved here or cut or i had to hold the other end of the tape or the other end of the board i had to be close enough to him to hear his voice and to know his desire well somewhat like the lord the lo- the closer you get the more you hear we talk a lot on this broadcast i try to at least about Intimacy, closeness, fellowship with the Lord, prayer. All those things have have that, <clears throat> that connection, that uh, dynamic that happens when you begin to f- seek the Lord. The scripture says, seek the Lord and you will find him. In the day that you seek him with all your heart, you will find him, amen. I wanna talk today about... Uh, we're in Matthew 13 again. We've been in there a couple of days. It's a powerful uh, v- uh, chapter because it has, it contains quite a number of uh, parables in it. I think there's seven of them in there. And <clears throat> I was going through it again today. and I want to bring in a couple thoughts on familiar, <laughs> familiarity breeds contempt. My dad, great, uh, uh, lover of the Proverbs. We had a couple of traditions in the family, call them habits or the way we did it. Every day we read a proverb, or Dad and Mom read Proverbs to us. Dad said that he read out loud for his diction because he stuttered so bad in his school days that he, had, he couldn't give oral reports because he couldn't talk. He had to give written reports. And he, at 17 years of age, he was sitting in a uh, Smith Wigglesworth meeting in Southern California. <clears throat> and he said the waves of anointing, you could feel it coming at you like, like uh, the waves of the ocean. And he was instantly healed. As he termed it, I think it sounds like a kind of a uh, other generation term. The, the, the cord of your tongue or the string of his tongue was cut so he could talk. Now, from that time forward, he became a preacher. You know, thousands of sermons in you know, the next 60 years or so. But he read out loud to us children and to the family. Every chance he got, because he wanted to have good diction. So we did that every day, and the second thing we had a habit of, we didn't go for a a, a, a car ride, a car trip. Uh, we didn't. I'm we didn't do it on the way to the grocery store. But if we were going on a trip, we always quoted the 91st Psalm: "He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." That was that was our confession of protection those two things we did but he told me often a quotation about removing he says remove your foot from your neighbor's house quickly before he becomes weary of you and kicks you out <laughs> that's my paraphrase <laughs> remove your foot now that's familiarity bridge breeds content <clears throat> in the 13th uh, chapter of um, of Matthew, I made some notes here. I just go through them a minute. There were seven parables. We had the parable of the farmer who went out to sow seed. Some fell upon good ground, bad ground, hard ground, stony ground, thorny ground. You, you, it's one of our one of our favorites. We love teaching. It has a lot of beautiful truth in it now the second one is in heaven's kingdom can be compared to a farmer who planted good seed in the ground and then the enemy came and put wild seed i talked about that yesterday it's interesting that the word terror that in the king james it says there were tares a weed they call it but it was really a wild wheat In other words, it looked like the right seed. It grew like the right seed until it flowered and bloomed and got the fruit on it. Isn't that something? Some of the things we do or some of the things the enemy tries to put into our life looks good. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. We're doing, we're fine. No penalties. I'm doing all right until the fruit of that thing happens. It's a great sermon there the uh, the third one the parable of the yeast a woman who puts yeast in the bread and it, this is the kingdom of god now he's talking about fills the whole loaf the fourth one is the parable of the tiny mustard seed the smallest seed becomes the biggest tree talking about faith how that if we have the faith uh, uh, as the grain of a mustard seed not so much the size but the fact that little things can become big things if you allow God to be involved in it. The fifth parable of the, uh, is of a hidden treasure in the field. He found a treasure, so he goes and sells all that he has and comes back and buys the field so he can have the treasure. Powerful truth. The sixth parable in this 13th chapter of Matthew is the rare pearl. Pearl of great price. This jeweler or this uh, expert in jewelry and finds, you know, precious stones discovers this. And so he gives up all that he has to buy it and buys the, the, the precious stone. Of course, all these have to do with the kingdom of God and spiritual truth. Beautiful things. The parable of the fishing net, big catch. And they took the fish out, separated it. And uh, the good fish they kept, the bad fish, they, they, they burned in a fire. Okay. He preaches that on the seashore, and he has great results. People just eat it up. The disciples take him aside, and, and he, he gives some of those um, insights that I shared a couple of days ago, the last couple of days. And he said, "I will speak to you in allegory. I will reveal secrets that have been concealed since the foundation of the world." And then he, in another, uh, in another phrase, he said, "You've been given the the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of the of heaven's kingdom, but they have not." He was explaining to the disciples the difference. Well, after he's through, then. Uh, phrase there and in, uh, in uh, Matthew 13 says after he had finished I'm in the I'm in the the uh, Passion Bible right after Jesus taught this series of parables he left from there and I told you yesterday that the word means he was taken up <laughs> I wonder if that's uh, if we could visualize that he's just phew, he's gone to another place he said I'm going to go to my hometown so Jesus when Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth he began teaching the people in the synagogue everyone was dazed overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation they were hearing now listen to this Jesus is taken I believe Jesus took those seven parables because that's what you do when you have a revelation you keep teaching and teaching everywhere you go you teach it again that's what an evangelist does that's what a traveling preacher does they have a word they have a they have a, a revelation and they preach it every church they go to Jesus moved back to his hometown he preaches those seven parables or as many as he could get out there and they were amazed they were shocked they were impressed they were blown away now freeze that for a moment just think about that here is Jesus Christ the son of the living God unveiled I mean he's not he's still veiled (laughs) he hadn't been unveiled yet he's just Jesus the carpenter's son Jesus My my son's buddy, you know, I went to school with him. Okay, well, they said one to another, "Where did this man get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? Isn't he just the craftsman or the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother named Mary and his four brothers and his sisters and so forth?" Okay, here's the here's the key. Here's the key. Here's where here's where we miss it when we try to equate spiritual things with from a natural source we try to equate spiritual things from a natural source there are people in our churches in our ministry circles and our favorites that have great gifts often we'll say wow that man or woman has such a great gift they must uh, they must have got it naturally, or they maybe they came out of a preacher's home, or maybe they went to school, or wow, what a musical talent! I'm sure he studied hard and practiced a lot. Okay, those are all natural things, so we can accept that. Some of our favorite preachers, we uh, we judge them something that we can accept. I'm a a, a good looking, tall preacher has a better receiving ability in the american audience than a shorter you know maybe a little overweight doesn't dress as proper so we don't we're not attracted to that because we attribute the anointing and the giftings to a set of rules that we have established that would make that person viable to us. Well, let's look at it here for a moment. They were amazed at the miracles, but they got confused because he didn't come out of the seminary. He didn't come out. He wasn't taught. He didn't come out of a a priesthood home. He was the carpenter's son. And what did they do? They turned him off. They rejected him. Now, that word... Um, familiarity breeds contempt that word contempt is the feeling that a person has uh, on a a thing uh (laughs) read my writing here that they consider to be worthless or deserving of scorn and deserving of scorn that's what it means when you say i have contempt I see you as worthless and you deserve my scorn. These people in Nazareth, because he was in his own hometown, judged him in the natural instead of the spiritual. I was sitting in um, Africa in 1986 in one of Reinhard Bonnke's fire conference, um, Harare, Zimbabwe and um four or five thousand people and they had uh native pastors on the platform because it's Africa and that's that's you know that's they're honoring the the, the the locals this one old boy comes forward he's he's older he's an African he's not an American he's not dressed you know to the nines he had raised up from the dead 25 or 30 people. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, whoa, I'm judging that man according to the, to the natural side. He's not in my category of expectation where, you know, the magazines and the television programs and the, and the big PR programs. I tell you what, 99% of God's army is undetectable. Ninety-nine percent of God's warriors and powerhouses never come to the surface of visibility. They're working the kingdom, and they're not working the spotlight. They're not working the you know the PR groups and 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 the <clears throat> the um, Christian network television programs. Now, if I was invited. I'd go. <laughs> I've been on a few television programs and I've been on a few platforms that had a little prominence to it. Yeah, that's it feels good and it's proper if the Lord promotes it and occasionally he does. But when we judge according to the flesh we miss the will of God. This group of people in Nazareth in Matthew 13 were they were amazed at the miracles. And yet it didn't come out of their perceived background. They could not accept it because it was not according to, as they say, oil, hoil, <laughs> not oil, hoil. Okay. I encourage you today in this short dissertation, again on Matthew 13, to not judge after the flesh, but begin to see the face of the father and hear the voice of the father so you can judge according to his purposes begin to know that there are there's a spiritual army working the fields right now that nobody knows about but the lord and you are part of that we are as they say the greatest uh, hidden secret, <laughs> the greatest hidden secret God has, you and me. Why? Because we want our congratulations to come from the Father. We want our honor to come from the Father, not from people and mankind. All right. Well, that's my thought for today. I want you uh, familiarity breeds contempt. You get too close to somebody and often you start finding their faults when you look at him in the flesh. But when you see their spirits and see their heart, you love them in spite of their fobles, 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 is <laughs> mm-hmm. It's amazing. The older I get, the more I sound like my father. I guess that's uh, good because he was a good guy. I love you all. I'll see you in the morning, bright and early. And we thank you for your support on all the levels of support you give me. The encouragements, the sharing, the uh, uh, subscribing and, and liking and all those good things. And the, the uh, prayers and the finances all make a difference as we go forward. Amen. I pray for you as God brings you to my to my spirit and face. And I love you. Until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you. and. Listen to his voice.